no one is coming to save you and that can be a really harrowing truth but in that is power because it means that you get to save yourself it means that you get to be your own hero it means that you get to be the decider in your story an important magnifying glass on where are you looking for other people to fulfill your needs that you are maybe not fulfilling yourself it always starts with you and it always ends with you more than anything this episode is a reminder to you that you don't have to heal, you get to heal. You don't have to evolve, you get to evolve. That it is not only a privilege, but it is your job, it is your responsibility. Every day you have a place, they have a life in front of you, and you are the one who decides where to direct your energy. Sometimes we need help, we need guidance, we need a point in the direction, but it is only, always, and forever truly you who can get yourself there. You have always been awakening already right it's already happening that's why you're here and why you're listening nothing is broken in your world nothing needs to be changed nothing needs to be different and yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal what i've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together then then what do you have you have an act Right, instead of a life. Hello and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana. We're going to have a little chat about what's been hanging out on the mind um, in the last week since my episode on burnout, which came from my own cyclic burnout. And I took the last week to really like step inwards. And I think that it's necessary to have those seasons of action and also necessary to have seasons of rest and a lot of times things just need time to be nurtured and to be grown and often we want to direct and we want to force it all but it's just not how it works a lot of the time and often in the rest will come this real sense of relaxation this real sense of peace that brings you to the next phase of life. The last week I really spent trying to tune into my own energy, which is not an easy task if you're someone who kind of projects themselves outside of their body. What I mean by that is whether it be by survival mechanism that you learned growing up or naturally being a very empathetic or intuitive person, oftentimes it seems like there are a few of us who are very natural and intuitive feelers and those feelers tend to feel everything around their external environment, everything in their external world, but have a lot of trouble feeling themselves. They have a lot of trouble tuning in, tapping into what they need, but they are always really attuned to other people's emotional frequencies, what other people need, what other people are feeling. They tend to maybe anticipate someone being angry at them. They tend to understand maybe why people act the way they do or feel the way they do and have really deep compassion for other people. But at the same time, most of the time it comes at the expense of themselves and having compassion for themselves. And I've talked about this a lot when I've talked about love not being sacrificial and you not having to sacrifice your boundaries to be loved and how that really makes you a martyr. It makes you 
the doormat for people to walk all over, which at the end of the day is not really their problem if you're giving them the space to walk on. But I think really deeply intertwined with that search for love and unconditional love and also with the realization that that love will truly only come from you is the ability to tune in to our own energy and to truly take care of ourselves. And I feel called to share my EMDR session this week. So I'm currently doing EMDR therapy and EMDR therapy is essentially for you to piece together the left and right parts of your brain to reprocess traumatic events. So what you do is you stare at a red dot on a screen that moves back and forth left to right, or in some forms you have the, um, sensors in your hands and they will basically direct your sensations left, right, left, right, whether it be feeling sensations, whether it be visual sensations. EMDR therapy is used to connect the left and right brain together and resurface traumatic events from your life that are holding a lot of subconscious weight and reprocess them so that you can move forward. A lot of the times talk therapy and um, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, dialectal behavioral therapy, um, forms of therapy where you really talk about your issues, your problems, your feelings are, you know, great. I've been through that type of therapy and it helped me to a certain degree, but they don't actually unwire the underlying symptoms associated with all of the maybe triggered events that are going on in your life. They don't actually really unprocess and uh, rewire your brain so that you can have new experiences. They basically, you know, help you to move through the experiences that you're currently having. But if you're someone who's been through, um, you know, traumatic events in your life, or you are someone who has a lot of uh, repressed memories, or you feel like you can't quite control how your mind moves you, EMDR therapy might be good for you to to look into. It took me a really long time to get into it because there are a lot of, I'm not going to say risks associated with it, but it's very heavy. So, um, you know, because you're resurfacing your own trauma and reprocessing things in a way that requires you to not only talk about them, but feel them really deeply. So in talk therapy, it's really easy to be detached from your emotional world when you are talking about things that you've gone through and how they've affected you. But in EMDR therapy, it is quite essential for you to feel throughout it all um, so that you can actually reprocess it, look at it in a new light, um, reframe how that that event kind of fits into your life and how you can move forward with a new subconscious belief that you are actually able to be empowered to create and not the beliefs that, you know, maybe you had when you were young that kept you safe, that kept you um, able to survive in a chaotic environment. And I think that it can be really hard to grow up and realize that there's all these things inside of you from your childhood or from things that you gone through that you didn't even know affected you at the time, but later on are coming out in all these different ways. It's almost really heavy and can always feel like some sort of burden, but I genuinely believe that that work, that uncovering of our shadow selves, that uncovering of our limiting subconscious beliefs is what truly transforms us to be able to create a new life for ourselves. And I spoke about this today on TikTok that 
I think there are so many people who are obsessed with manifestation and so obsessed with bringing things into their lives, but they don't realize that manifestation is not something that's just easily done out of lack and manifestation is not going to solve all your problems. To be able to effectively manifest, which by the way, we are manifesting every minute of every single day because our thoughts and emotions create our behaviors, which then create our realities, which then create our dynamics dynamics with people and how we are and how we move through this world. So you are not manifesting when you just bring something you want into your life. You're manifesting every minute of every day. And when you understand that concept, you also understand that if you want to bring a new set of things into your reality, if you want a life that you don't have currently, then you cannot manifest from a place of urgency, from a place of need, from a place of desperation. Your happiness and fulfillment will never be found in the future. It will never be found in some end game, some place that you can create in your mind and sit in happily. Your happiness can only be found in the present moment and your creation for the future can only be created in the present moment. And it starts with the shadow self. It starts with that dark night of the soul that no one wants to go through because it's dark, but it starts with really understanding why you are the way that you are, what beliefs that you have about yourself without judgment about those beliefs and learning where you learned those things and where they came from and if they serve you or if they don't serve you and really truly deeply understanding yourself so that you can learn how to direct your energy throughout the world in a better way, in a more human way, in a more compassionate way, in a way that serves you. And I think that manifestation has become really popular because it is all about the physical, right? Like everyone wants the new house, the new car, the dream job, the abundance, the money, the relationship. Everyone wants those things because they think that those things serve them in their happiest. They think that those things are symbols for happiness and that happiness will be found in those things. But manifestation has become this extremely new age concept that people like to use in rituals and like to use to quantum leap and change their reality and get everything they've ever wanted on this physical plane. But I think what is being unacknowledged in a lot of this talk of manifestation is that you manifest and you are able to manifest those beautiful physical things that bring you abundance by evolving, by healing, by becoming the best version of yourself in this physical reality so that you can evolve your soul, so that you can evolve spiritually, so that you can actually be of service to this collective consciousness and to this world around you. And when you actually take the steps to heal and to evolve and to grow inside of you and not outside of you, then the things outside of you don't even matter that much. Thereby, you end up bringing them in a lot faster. And that's all intertwined with the law of detachment, right? Like the less that you expect an outcome of something to happen, the less that you are in desperate need for the outcome of something, the more likely that thing is going to happen because you kind of detach from the outcome of it. You put your best foot forward and naturally by putting your best foot forward, by authentically showing up to something, it works out the best way imaginable. And through manifesting, I think a lot of people put their eggs in a basket in the future and 
and just say, I'm waiting for this thing, I'm waiting for this thing, and then I'll be happy. And it's like, you're never going to be happy if you're always waiting for the next thing, even if you get that thing, even when you get that thing. And I think so much of my burnout came from genuinely not enjoying the life that was around me. And this last week, I spent so much time really cultivating a sense of gratitude for little moments and for my own presence and for my own ability to be here. And it was so magnificent how these things that I feel like I take for granted every single day became so powerful and magnificent and impactful to me. Like being able to go for a run in the rain was something that was so beautiful. It was so rewarding because not only was I really appreciating the rain and not being upset at it for being there, not looking at it as an inconvenience, but I was also so aware of the fact that I was able to move my body and how moving my body is such a privilege that a lot of people don't even have and how much of a privilege it is to be able to go outside and to run and to train my body to run long distance and you know, how much I take those things for granted and how much I resent having to do that when it's not having to do it, it's getting to do it. And on my way back from this run, I stopped and saw the sunset after all the rain had cleared and I looked directly into it. And I just remember this moment, this really pure moment of clarity that came after a lot of sifting through the the effects of my burnout. And it was this voice in the sunset that I didn't actually hear, but I just really felt inside of my body that told me that, you know, this is why you're here. Like you're here to go through the hard shit. You are here to experience the flux of it all. You are here to have these challenges. These are for your evolution. They are not happening to you. They are happening for you. And when you have that moment, you look into a sunset or, you know, your dog comes up to you or you have a little moment with a small child. And I don't know, one of these very pure moments of just like pure resonance with something else that shows you and reminds you who you are. When you have that moment, it just all feels so fleeting. It feels like none of the things that you were upset about even matter in the first place. It feels like you know you're going to be okay because you always have been okay. It feels like you have a new perspective on your life and you're able to just zoom out of it all and say, you know what, I'm really going to get through this and I don't actually need to know and I don't actually need to have the plan and I'm really just grateful to be here. And I think when it comes to the strife, the desire for this grand beautiful life that might exist in the future it's amazing to have goals and aspirations and i talked all about this in my last episode but you can't let those goals and aspirations put a shadow on your life now you can't let them overcast who you are and how you are growing if you're always trying to grow into someone then what are you now and I think realizing how much I was putting an emphasis on this future idea and not putting an emphasis on the true beauty of my current life, I had this true dissonance between my now and my future self. And it wasn't even that I was trying to manifest anything. It was simply that I was showing up and go, go, going and trying to achieve these goals that I was just so conditioned into this process of hustling all the time and working so hard and also just constantly having to reprioritize and balance. But essentially, 
this whole idea of tuning into your own energy is really so important, essential, and key to becoming who you want to be and learning how to protect yourself from things that you don't want in your life, things that are going to drag you down. And I think that as a pretty emotional person myself, and when I say emotional, I mean I'm sensitive. I made a practice at a very young age of reading people as a survival mechanism. And at this point in my life, I've realized how much of a power that truly is, but how much of a burden it has felt like for so much of my life. And I'm talking about this because I know that so many people can relate to it. I know that so many people can relate to feeling other people's energy, absorbing other people's energy and then feeling so exhausted after being at social events or gatherings or, you know, taking care of other people and how natural and easy it is for you to be nurturing for other people, but maybe how challenging it is for you to be nurturing to yourself. And we, you know, we take this like beautiful, big emotional sensitivity that truly is a superpower and we turn it outwards. We project it onto other people so that we become the helpers, the healers, the fixers. And then we attract all of these broken people who make our lives feel really crazy because we naturally are able to and naturally know how to help and heal. But in that trope, it's really difficult to take care of yourself because as someone who is emotional and sensitive, and this is not just for people who identify as empaths or people who identify as, you know, highly sensitive people. This is everyone because we live in a world that is based on feeling and whether you want to admit it or you don't, you feel your way through this world. And I think some of us are simply more attuned to those feeling movements than others in terms of how we operate and how we operate in group settings, group dynamics, anticipating other people's reactions, anticipating other people's happiness levels, making sure that kind of everything is okay all the time and, and being that enactor of, you know, managing, managing all of the feelings and emotions around you. And I really think that that is truly a power but at the same time, it's a power that if you don't know how to use and if you don't know how to take care of yourself the way that you take care of other people, then it's going to be something really hard for you throughout your life. And I think that that's where I'm at in my life. I think that I've realized how deeply I feel and I finally accepted myself for it. And instead of resenting myself for it and being upset at myself for being a very deeply feeling person and a very deeply sensitive person. I'm just learning that, no, it's actually really okay. And I just need to take care of myself properly so that I can use this and allow it to deepen my experience of life, deepen my spiritual experience. And so in my EMDR session, which I brought up like 10 minutes ago, and now I'm finally circling back around to in my EMDR session, my therapist had guided me through this meditation and it was really beautiful and it was essentially a break from the actual EMDR, the bilateral movements of the left and right and it was sort of a regression. So what had happened was I was brought back to this place in time and she said, okay, you're young, how old are you? 
And I said, three years old. And then she said, okay, what are you wearing? Where are you right now? What room are you in? And I look around and I'm in my grandparents' room in my grandparents' house. I'm in their kitchen and I see my grandma and I was in a diaper. And this experience was extremely vivid, even though it wasn't like I was dreaming. I knew where I was in the room, but the way that I could truly see and feel these things, feel my childhood self, feel my grandmother who has passed, feel my grandfather who has also passed. And then she had essentially brought me in as my 23-year-old self to essentially nurture my three-year-old self. And I can talk about this more in detail if anyone wants. If you want to leave me a review, if you'd like to hear the full end-to-end story of how this guided meditation really helped me to make this realization, or if you would like me to create something similar. Anyways, I essentially was able to truly nurture and care for this three-year-old childhood self that was me in this image. And I remember saying something to her, and it was to make her feel better, this figment of my inner child. And I had said, I will always know what you need. You're always safe with me. I will always know what you need. And it was in this visualization that I had had it wasn't even a conscious thing that I had said I didn't think to myself oh what can I say to make her feel better it was just said and in that moment I realized that I If you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. I am the only one who will ever know what I need. I am the only one who will ever know how to take care of that three-year-old inner child. I am the only one who will ever know how to take care of my 23-year-old self. I am the only one who will ever know how to care for myself. That is my responsibility, and that's not a burden as I've looked at it for for so long. It's actually the most beautiful honor and most beautiful privilege And in this meditation, my grandpa was there who has passed. I've spoken about him. I feel really connected to his presence and to his memory um, on the other side. And he was there. And I remember I had walked into this room and he was sitting at the computer and he had made me feel so safe in this meditation that I was doing. But he wasn't the one who helped me. You know, he wasn't the one who made me feel better or consoled me and soothed me and nurtured me. It was me. 
But my grandpa in this meditation had essentially pointed me to it. You know, I walked in the room as my 23-year-old self in this visualization to see my three-year-old self and to see my grandpa. And it also was a realization that people, while they can help you and while they can aid and while they can be really nurturing and beautiful and wonderful and warm, they are simply pointers. They are simply guides to help you show you the things that you already know, that are already inside of you, that are already equipped to help you, to heal you. And I think so much of the time when we don't know how to take care of ourselves and we find people who are really safe or who feel really good at first, we end up in these codependent relationships where we expect someone to take care of us and then we resent them for needing them to make us happy because it's not supposed to be like that. You are not supposed to depend on anyone or anything else for your sense of self or your sense of happiness. You are really the responsible person in that. You are the responsible one who is supposed to take care of, you're supposed to heal, you're supposed to evolve yourself. It's no one's job to be able to do that. And we are not entitled to other people's time or other people's attention or other people's ability to care for us. It's beautiful to have it. It's wonderful to have it. Everyone needs support and it is essential to you know, living a fulfilling life to have fulfilling relationships, but to truly have fulfilling relationships, you have to take care of yourself. You have to know what you need so that you can ask for it. And when you don't even know what you need, you can't ask for it. And then other people around you are guessing all the time. And when I had this beautiful regressive meditation where I looked at my three-year-old self and I said, I know you better than anyone will ever know you, it was an honor. It was truly empowering to realize for the first time in my whole life that knowing myself, understanding myself deeply is a true privilege one that I get, that no one else gets. No one else will ever know you the way that you know you. And that can feel isolative and that can feel lonely and that can feel like a really big burden if you see it through that perspective and that lens. But it is actually the most beautiful ability, the most beautiful honor to know that you are the only one who can ever do anything to help yourself truly. People can show you the way. People can light the candles and guide you home. There will be people who help you stand, but you're the one standing. There will be people who help you find yourself, but you're the one really doing the finding. You are the one discovering. And you are the only one who knows your deepest, darkest secrets. You are the only one who knows the things that have happened to you in your life that have made you who you are. And with that responsibility comes really beautiful power, really beautiful ability. And when you realize that you are the curator of your own heart, your own energy, your own space, that if you are looking for something, you likely just need to look inside it's freeing and it truly is an honor. You don't have to heal. You get to heal. You don't have to evolve. You get to evolve and you have this blank slate of a life in front of you. Every day you have a blank slate of a life in front of you and you are the one who decides where to direct your energy, what to do with it. And sometimes we make it all so complicated and we get in our head and we 
make things that should be really simplistic really challenging and really hard and they don't need to be they really don't need to be and through the overcomplication of the outside world and through feeling everyone's feelings but your own through anticipating everyone else's experiences and reactions instead of your own you abandon yourself every time and I think that more than anything this episode is a reminder to you in continuation of the burnout episode that you can come home to yourself anytime you want and that you get to create a really safe space for yourself to come home to. That it is not only a privilege, but it is your job. It is your responsibility. No one is coming to save you. And that can be a really harrowing truth, but in that is power because it means that you get to save yourself. It means that you get to be your own hero. It means that you get to be the decider in your story and it's a privilege. It really, really is to know you, to truly know you as you and to cherish that part of you. And when you look at taking care of yourself as if you were taking care of your own child, you look at it as a true loving act, then you don't get upset at yourself for feeling too much. And you don't get upset at yourself for needing time to yourself away from other people so that you can come home to yourself. You don't get upset at yourself for not being like everyone else because you understand you. You know what you need and you know that it is your job to give it to yourself. And so much of the time we look externally so much of the time we place the importance on our romantic relationships in our lives. And while those are important, yes, the most important relationship you'll ever have is the relationship with yourself. It defines every other relationship in your life. It defines the depth of relationships in your life, how well you know yourself, how deeply you know yourself, your desire to get to know and get to love yourself. Self-love is a continuous evolution. It is a process because every single time you think you're doing something nice for yourself, it seems that you start to realize and gain a sense of self-awareness that you might have been slipping up in places that you didn't even know. But with the awareness of, oh, wow, I've been hurting myself here, comes an immediate ability to show up in a different way. You don't need to hate yourself for not realizing that it's a privilege to take care of you. You just need to start taking care of you as if it is a privilege to do so. No one can hold your own heart like you can. No one else will. No one else should. People are guideposts. They can help, but only by pointing you in the direction with which only you can walk towards. Sometimes we need help. We need guidance. We need a point in the direction, but it is only always and forever truly you who can get yourself there. You have always been whole. You don't need to become whole. Sometimes you just need a reminder that you are whole. If you want to be understood by other people, if you want beautiful connection in your life, you have to start with understanding yourself. How do you expect for anyone else to know you if you don't know yourself? And how do you expect for anyone else to help you if you don't even know what you need help with? We want people to read our minds that sometimes we can't even read, but it's not fair to expect that of anyone. And at the end of the day, no one has the image of the inner child that sits inside of your heart other than you. No one knows what that 
child feels other than you. No one knows what those experiences that you went through at a young age felt like other than you. And it truly is your job, your privilege, your responsibility, your honor to come home to that part of you and take care of that part of you, that part of you that is never going to go away and that part of you that feels the need to continue out survival mechanisms that do not serve you anymore. Those survival mechanisms kept you safe at one point in time, but now they are keeping you constricted. But the little kid inside of you doesn't know how to be any other way. You have to go back and tell them it's okay. You have to go back and tell them it's safe to be who you are. You have to retrain yourself to do that. And you are the only one who can and you have the power to. And when you know this, when you hold this, it will be easier for you to let your guard down with other people because you know that no matter what, you got you. You have your own back. You're not going to let yourself fall. And so much of the time we do, we let ourselves fall and slip and crack and it's okay that we do that because that's evolution and that's learning. But there comes a point in time where you have to start learning from those falls and cleaning it up and telling yourself, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to hold myself with more care. I'm going to handle myself with more caution because that's truly what I deserve. However you want to be treated by other people, you must treat yourself that way. You must give yourself the care and the affection that you crave from the world around you because there is some part of you that feels a lack, an emptiness, that is desiring nurture of which you can find in friendships and in supporting relationships and in family But without that connection to yourself, without that appreciation for yourself, you will always be looking around. You will always be looking for someone to fill that hole for you. And when no one is around and when it's just you at night and when it's just you in the morning and when it's just you for every day of the rest of your life, because it is, you have to spend your life with you. You might as well learn how to appreciate that time. When it's you against you, you realize that that emptiness does not go away unless you fill it with your own sense of self, your own sense of profound evolution. And so when we talk about manifestation. You know, when we talk about bringing things into your reality, being so grateful that you just attract more to be grateful for, this is the work that is a precursor to all of that. And this is truly the work that will come up again and again in our lives. I fully believe that. And I fully believe that's why there are so many healing modalities, therapeutic modalities, because Without addressing the things that are holding us back and without taking proper care and learning how to nurture ourselves, we cannot start to spin up realities because we won't be able to keep up with them. If you want the things to come into your physical life, you have to heal the part of you that doesn't believe that they are worthy of them. 
And then once you do believe you're worthy of what you want in your physical reality, you have leveled up in evolution. Your soul is happier. Your life is easier. And then that thing just comes to you effortlessly, naturally. But at that point, it doesn't even matter that much to you because you are more fulfilled without it. It was never about the thing. It was always about the feeling that you needed to address that was underneath all of your wants and desires. It's amazing to have goals. It's amazing to have wants and desires. But to ask yourself, why do you want these things? What do they mean to you? How do they already exist in your present day life? How can you be happy and content with your present day life? How can you appreciate yourself every moment as it is without waiting for the next person, the next thing, the next job, the next opportunity to come in and change and abscond you into happiness because it's never going to happen. You have to stop waiting to live your life. You have to stop waiting to love yourself. You have to stop waiting to feel love because you're waiting for someone else to feel it for you. You have to start with feeling love for yourself, for all parts of yourself, for who you were when you were young and for who you're going to grow into. You deserve that. And when you know that you deserve that, you treat yourself with a lot more care and while our lives sometimes are about the beautiful relationships that we have in them, our lives are about us. Our lives are about how we fit into this grand oneness, this grand scheme of everything. It's about how sometimes things feel so complicated and heavy and hard, but then you look into a sunset and all of a sudden you realize they are supposed to. And that this work that is essential to realizing that you are whole, this embarkation on truly deeply understanding yourself, taking accountability for your feelings, taking accountability for your actions, validating your feelings, and perhaps even changing the pathways that lead you to feeling things that you don't want to feel anymore. That is how you change your reality. That is how you change your life. It's not the fancy car, the fancy house, or the abundance that you want. It is you reshaping your brain to believe that you are worthy of living a life you enjoy. It is rewiring the parts of yourself that don't believe that you are able to live with effortlessness. And as you are on your way to rewiring those things, it's not going to be effortless. There's going to be weight to it. It's going to be heavy. And going through periods of that energetic absorption of other people's thoughts and feelings and behaviors and feeling from other people what they are feeling, you take a step back and realize that you have simply replaced other people for you. You have simply tuned into the world around you and not tuned into yourself. You are using other people as a scapegoat to direct and determine how you feel instead of truly taking accountability for how you feel. I have noticed in my life when I start to get in my head, when I find myself caring too much about what the world thinks of me, it shows me that I'm not spending enough time thinking about what I think of me. 
when my mind is bogged down with projections of perceptions of other people, it reminds me that I need to come home to myself, remind myself of who I am and what really matters and water my own seeds and nurture my own garden and to be the artist of my own life and spend my time in valuable ways that serve me whenever I am directing too much of my energy and attention onto the outside world so much so that I am internalizing other people's feelings and feeling them and trying to solve their problems and fix things for them. It reminds me that I am using that as a band-aid to cover the things that I have not addressed inside and that I could probably do that for the rest of my life and somehow get by, but I'd barely be keeping my head above water. And I don't want to live my life trying to keep my head above water. I want to float. I want to swim. I want to enjoy it all. And I want that for you too. So this episode has been a pretty big encapsulation around this idea that it is a privilege and an honor that you get to take care of you and turning self-help into something that is natural for us. It's time to ask yourself, what are the things that you are not doing that you want to do? Where are you looking to bandage up your own feelings by projecting them onto other people, by blaming other people for them, by resenting other people for not being there for you or not showing up for you? When was the last time that you showed up for yourself? And whenever you feel abandoned, whenever you feel like people are not there for you, it's important to ask yourself, how am I abandoning myself? And this is not to victim blame. This is not to make yourself the culprit of everything, but it's an important magnifying glass on where are you looking for other people to fulfill your needs that you are maybe not fulfilling yourself? And why are you staying in relationships and in friendships that are not serving you? And how can you learn what you need from relationships and friends and supportive people in your life so that you can ask for it from them and allow them to show you that they will or won't give it to you before deciding that you are not worthy of them giving it to you, of them showing up for you by assuming that they won't, by telling yourself the story again and again that they won't. It always starts with you and it always ends with you. And I think that that has felt really burdensome for a lot of my life personally, but there has come a point and a shift for me where it started to feel really empowering. And it's no longer that I am in a place of confusion and I'm going to resent that I'm in a place of confusion and I'm going to use it as a beautiful launching point, a vantage point for getting to know myself more deeply. And of course, it's not going to be easy every time. But there will always be that sunset that reminds you it's not supposed to be. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, you don't have a life. You have an act. So go and live your fucking life. Enjoy your fucking life. Stop waiting for the next thing. Stop waiting for the next person. Stop waiting for someone or something to come in and heal you and solve all your problems. No one is coming to save you. But that means that you get to be your own superhero. How fucking cool is that? All right, guys, I will see you next week. I am so grateful for this space and for all of your continued support and comments and messages and 
If you have any questions, comments, concern, feel free to reach out. Um, all my socials are linked down below. But for now, I will see you guys next week and be back with some updates, announcements, news when I have all that together. All right. Bye. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No. I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job, that if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lost, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.